0: Welcome to another message from Ramer Australia, recorded at our 2015 Impact Conference with the ministry of Mark and Trina Hankins. You can follow the sermon notes and listen online at ramer.org.au forward slash media. We're going to praise God just one more time, maybe, maybe two, three. <laughs> praise the Lord. Well, go ahead and praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the blood of Thank you Lord for the blood of Jesus, thank you Lord for the blood of Jesus, thank you Lord for the blood of Jesus, the precious blood of Jesus, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, thank you Lord tonight for your word, the entrance of your word gives light, gives understanding into the simple, we receive your word not like a man is talking to us but like it is the very word of God that we'll not be hearers only, we'll be doers, we'll act on the Word of God, we'll walk in the blessing of the Lord, we trust the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit that you lead us, you guide us into all truth, that you think through our mind and speak through our lips and magnify Jesus in a way that we never could without your help. Thank you Lord for the Holy Spirit, for fresh revelation, fresh application of the word of God that will walk by faith and not by sight we will walk in the spirit walk in victory because of what Jesus has done for us we thank you for it tonight in Jesus name and everybody said amen amen, amen. praise the Lord tonight we want to talk some about the blood of Jesus the precious blood of Jesus so we'll look at first Peter chapter 1 verse 18 and 19 First Peter chapter one verse eighteen and nineteen. First 1 Peter 1, 18 and nineteen. And maybe to save time, I'll quote some of the scriptures. Uh, we're using the KJV King James version. And First uh, Peter chapter one verse eighteen and nineteen. We'll go to some other translations as we move along. First Peter chapter one verse eighteen. Are y'all able to put that up there? KJV First Peter one. 18 and 19 for the 14th time. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18, and that would be your clue. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. Okay, well, if you're stuck somewhere, then I'll just quote it. He says, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. Can you find that? Or maybe you can look at it. I wanted to show it to you. Hey. With God all things are possible. All right. First Peter chapter 1, verse 18 says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. Verse 19, he says, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Praise the Lord. So here he says, you know. How many of you know that? We know. He said, we're not redeemed with corruptible things, silver and gold, no amount of money could buy our redemption. And he says, here you're redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. And he says because we're redeemed with the blood, many things we're redeemed from. But here he says we're redeemed from a dead tradition and a dead lifestyle that you received from your families and from tradition that came and passed down from generation to generation. So we're redeemed from dead tradition and we're redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. So now go to Colossians chapter 1. He says, this is the Lamb of God without blemish, without spot. Colossians chapter 1, verse 20 through 22. Colossians chapter 1, verse 20 through 22. Here he says, and having made peace through the blood of his cross. And underline that in your Bible. It says that Jesus made peace through the blood of his cross. Are many times Paul talks about the cross, and he actually says the preaching of the cross is the power of God. That simply means that he's not talking about the cross alone, but the significance of the resurrection is determined by the nature of his death. So unless you know what happened on the cross, then the resurrection is the significance of it, and what happened when Jesus raised from the dead is not in full revelation unless you know what happened on the cross. So he says the preaching of the cross. Here he says the blood of his cross. We know in Galatians he says that... Uh, Paul said that I don't want to know anything among you except Jesus crucified. So what happened on the cross, amen? And so he says on that cross we died to this world. So that's become the symbol of Christianity is the cross. Here he says specifically that Jesus made peace through the blood of his cross. I like that. Through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself i say whether be things in the earth or things in heaven verse 21 he says and you that were sometime alienated enemies in your mind by wicked works yet now hath he reconciled everybody say reconcile the word reconcile just simply means you've been restored to fellowship number one number two it means you've been restored to favor he says that happened Through the blood of his cross. Now go on to verse 22. He says, and in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Interesting, isn't it? That's an amazing revelation. He says, through the blood of his cross. He said, the purpose was to present you holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. In other words, God sees you through the blood, through the cross, through what Jesus has done for you. God sees you through that blood, and he says, and he presents you uh, in his sight. Other translation says, to present you in his presence. There in his presence, holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. One translation says, and you are standing there before him, before the Father God, with nothing left against you, nothing he could even chide you for. In other words, he didn't bring you in there to correct you. Come on. It says he brought you in there and you're standing there with nothing he even wants to try to point out that you need to fix. He says he brings you in there holy, unblameable, unreproved. That's almost unbelievable <laughs> so that if you can imagine yourself coming into the holy presence of god and coming by the blood and you're standing there before him with nothing left against you holy unblameable unreprovable hmm So, the blood of Jesus must have done something powerful. Something must have happened on the cross or in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Actually, that's the very center of the gospel is what happened in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And there's actually four major views of what happened on the cross. Four major views. So, I went to Bible college, got a big theology book. And so, you could boil all that information down to one paper. So I'm going to get it down on one paper for you so you don't have to carry the gigantic book that weighs about 25 pounds. So uh, what happened on the cross, you could boil that down to four major views. Number one, what happened in the death and resurrection of Christ, they say, what happened there and how does it save us? What happened on the cross and how does it save us? Well, one of the major views is simply called the ransom view, the ransom view. The ransom view simply means that you and I were being held hostage by a power that was greater than ourselves and Jesus through the cross entered through death that through death he entered into death in our behalf that he might destroy him that had the power of death, paralyze him, neutralize him, strip him, spoil him. In other words, Jesus said, through the cross I'm going to enter death and there in combat, whatever measure it was in combat, he actually defeated Satan, spoiled him, stripped him, and Paul actually says it happened openly in other words it was not some secret victory actually the devil knows more about his defeat than most christians because he was there so it is no secret god knows it the devil knows it angels know it and demons know it and it's time you and i found out about it so something happened through the death and resurrection of christ that jesus was actually on a mission to enter death to actually defeat satan who's called the lord of death number one that's called the ransom view Number two, how that saves us is you are delivered from the power of darkness translated into the kingdom of the Son of God. In other words, everything Jesus did, that's your victory. So number two, the next major view of what happened in the death and resurrection of Christ, how it saves us, number two is called substitution or satisfaction. That means Jesus on the cross through death that when he went to the cross, he is not a martyr he said, nobody's taken my life from me. Actually, Jesus is a substitute. That means a substitute and satisfaction. That means that through the death of Christ, the claims of justice were satisfied. And when the claims of justice were satisfied, God raised Christ from the dead. That's why the resurrection of Christ simply is the declaration of your righteousness. In other words, Jesus was not raised from the dead until you were declared righteous. So, substitution simply means everything Jesus did, he did it for you, set to the credit of your account just like you did it. In other words, he was a substitute. You say, well, how could one man be the substitute for every man? Paul simply explains it this way. He says, one man got us in this mess and one man got us out. The same law that allowed one man, Adam, to get humanity in this mess is the same law that allowed one man, Jesus Christ, to get us out of this mess. So, everybody say substitution and satisfaction. In other words, in the resurrection of Christ, you were declared righteous, you were identified with him. One writer simply said, the key to the gospel is in the prepositions, the prepositions. Well, when I read that, I thought the key to the Gospels in the prepositions, I should have paid attention better in school. What is a preposition? Well, here's what they said. Arthur S. Wade said, the key to the Gospels in the prepositions, he said, but the English language was not constructed for a preposition to carry the kind of weight upon which it is called to carry, so the prepositions break down under the weight and go almost unnoticed. Are y'all still here? You say, what are you talking about preposition? Well, what a preposition is, is simply a little connecting word that connects nouns and pronouns, people, places, and things, connects them and shows their relationship. So little words like for, with, in, through, and by are actually the key to the gospel. How does that work? Well, in other words, everything Jesus did, he did it for us. And that word for preposition denotes that he did it in our behalf. For us. Come on, so don't read it too fast. Watch out for the prepositions. Everything Jesus did, he did it for us. Come on, set to the credit of our account like we did it in other words we were there that simply means that now because he died for us raised from the dead for us then we were identified with everybody say with with, So that means we were there with him. That means we were crucified with him. We died with him. We were buried with him. We were made alive with him. We were made righteous with him. We were raised up with him, seated together with him, blessed together with him. That's your identification with Christ. So, for shows substitution, with shows identification. Actually, there's two major, um, uh, what we would call in the church, you know, two major, um, the word slipped me there just for a second, that you and I would honor, and that would be water baptism, two major ordinances, water baptism and communion. Water baptism simply shows your identification with Christ, that you died and you're buried with him, and then you're made alive and raised up together with him. And Holy Communion or the Lord's Supper simply shows that when you take the cup and you drink the blood, you take the bread and you take the body, that literally now Christ is in you. Mm. Now, from substitution to identification so when I grew up we used to sing the song were you there when they crucified my Lord and I said of course I was not there that happened 2,000 years ago and I'm only like 10 years old but they would sing were you there when they raised him from the dead were you there when he was raised up and I said well no I was not there right but they would sing that song sometimes it causes me to tremble why would they say that Were you there? Well, I said, no, I wasn't there, but listen close. The death and the resurrection of Christ, you give it a date and time for historical purposes, but the cross, the death of Christ, and the resurrection of Christ actually is an eternal God event that can be visited at any point in time like it was happening right then. In other words, the reality of your redemption, the Apostle Paul told the Galatians, he said, I painted the death of Christ before you as big as a billboard like you saw it with your own eyes. So now we're going to look at what happened in the death and resurrection of Christ and trust the Holy Spirit to paint it as big as a billboard and show you your identification with Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. That means no other identity can trump your identification with Christ. You never let nobody else tell you what you are and who you are except Jesus Christ from that day forward. That you were identified with Christ. That something happened on the cross that literally swallowed up your sin and your past and your old identity. And if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away and everything has become new. Praise the Lord. Now, how did God produce that? Paul uses that terminology in Christ. So you go from prepositions from for, everything Jesus did, did for us. And so now we were identified with him, made alive with him. And he says, Paul says, and now you are in him. So now you got a little preposition called in. In Christ. and yet the apostle paul uses the terminology 130 times two words in christ 130 times 130 times so when i was just a teenager Kenneth E. Hagen or Dad Hagen taught at my dad's church, and he simply said this. He said, one of the best ways to study the New Testament is go through Paul's letters or Paul's revelation, and every time you see the two words, in Christ, circle, underline that, and write that scripture down because that describes something you are and something you have because when you made Jesus your Lord, now you are in Christ. So, translators New Testament has special notes in the back for missionaries who are more than a missionary, but you go to a tribe, and in that tribe, you actually translate the Gospel of John or some of of the New Testament for a tribe who does not know English, you do not know Greek, so the translator was written with special notes in the back. So they got a special note for eternal life. And tell the translator, be careful how you translate eternal life. They got a special note for the two words, in Christ, in him, in whom. And here's what they said. They said, you must be careful with the two words, in Christ, in him, in whom. Because do not tamper with those two words when you put it in a tribal language. Because those two words are a technical term in Paul's letters that lets you into mysteries and secrets that have been hidden from ages and generations that when you see those two words, don't mess with them because you will risk under translation I thought, how could you risk under translation of two words? I mean, it's just a preposition in and the word Christ, and yet it shows you your relationship to Christ because everything Jesus did, He did it for you. You were identified with Him, and in the mind of God, He sees you in Christ. And you just look a lot better in Him. Hallelujah. Everybody say, in Christ. One writer said what happened when you made Jesus your Lord is you got in Christed. What does that mean? That's how you're in Christ. Just the preposition, who you are in Christ. So, Dad Hagen said, go through. So, just as a teenager, then I just went through Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians. And every time I found those two words, circled them underlined, wrote the scripture down, and then I got up every day, and I began to declare my new identity. That you ain't who your mama said you are. You're not who your past says you are. You're not who your mistakes say you are. You are now who God says you are. And God says that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things passed away. Everything has become new. I like to write it this way. This changes everything. So now you got to start thinking and talking like you are in Christ. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I said, you got to start thinking and talking. So when you write those scriptures down and you meditate on them and declare it, in other words, all you're doing with your confession of faith, the word confession means to say the same thing. Profession of faith. Hold fast to your confession of faith to say the same thing. So your confession of faith simply is to say the same thing or to agree with what God says you are in Christ. Your confession is I'm agreeing with. That means my identification now has enabled me to access the blessings of God you know we have what you call around the world today we have what they call you know people that uh, have a stolen identity you know so you have to identity theft right (laughs) no now now, identity theft simply means this: somebody steals your identity and able to access your resources did you know nobody will ever try to steal your identity if you don't have nothing The only reason you even hire or pay somebody to protect your identity is because you have some resources. Y'all still here? And the devil will challenge your identity because if he can mess up your identity, come on, he can access and steal your blessing. But the moment you say, oh, no, Mr. Devil, I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus. I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. I'm not trying to get it, not someday going to get it, but right now by the blood of Jesus. All right, now let's look at the two words in Christ for a moment. Because the two words in Christ literally are blood covenant terminology. Blood covenant terminology. Glory to God. Now, I don't think I'm going to talk anymore unless y'all can uh, brighten up a little bit because I really already know this. I mean, I can go home, and if you don't really want to know it, I mean, I might as well go home, all right? But if you really want a little bit more, then you ought to go, praise God, amen. Glory to God, praise God. Let's talk about the two words in Christ. Actually, in the gospel, the center of the gospel is what happened on the cross, the death and resurrection of Christ. The resurrection of Christ is the greatest single display of power in the history of the universe. That when God raised Christ from the dead, it is so significant that Paul says, exceeding great unlimited immeasurable power when God raised Christ from the dead. So much power towards us who believe that if you were to ask God for more power, he would ask you where he's going to get it from. So in the resurrection of Christ, there's such tremendous power. So why did God use such tremendous power to raise Christ from the dead? Well, because Jesus was not the first man raised from the dead. He's the firstborn from the dead. Hmm. What does that mean? That means in the resurrection of Christ, Jesus was not just overcoming rigor mortis, even though that is a serious problem will leave you stiff and you'll have to get buried and they'll put you in a box. So you can see that that rigor mortis is definitely a serious problem, but it's not your biggest problem. Let's try this out over here. I said that is not your biggest problem. <laughs> When God raised Christ from the dead, he's not just overcoming rigor mortis, our physical death, because he's not the first man raised from the dead. Actually, Jesus, the firstborn from the dead, simply means this: when God raised Christ from the dead, he released enough power to undo everything Satan had done in Adam. So there was an explosion in hell itself of tremendous, exceeding, great, unlimited, immeasurable power. Listen, and the power in the event is actually in the message of the event. So the devil's just as afraid of the message as he is of the event because God designed words where they can carry power. So that means if you'll dare to talk about it, the words contain the same power as the event. So when you preach the gospel, resurrection power will heal the sick, set the captives free. In other words, unlimited immeasurable power. Hmm. So God released enough power to destroy the works of the devil. The word destroy means to loosen, destroy, dissolve, liquidate, melt down. In other words, when God raised Christ from the dead and the the resurrection of Christ, (laughs) I must entertain myself. The resurrection of Christ is so powerful that Paul said in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10 that I may know Christ. In the power of his resurrection, fellowship of his suffering, conformed unto his death. In other words, Paul said, I want to know him. That means you can know about Christ in the four gospels, but you can only know him personally through his death and resurrection. All right, praise the Lord. In other words, Jesus did not come to give us a lesson. Jesus came to give us life, eternal life, resurrection life, and a righteousness and an access into the presence of God. Listen, the first time I ever got high, I know what you're thinking. (laughs) The first time I ever got high (laughs) after I got saved (laughs) was when I took Ephesians chapter 2. And while we were studying that, bam, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, Even when we were dead in sin, he made us alive together with Christ and raised us up together with him and made us sit down together with him in heavenly places. Something happened that took me out of theology and brought me into revelation knowledge in the reality and I literally got high and right then it just my eyes come on the, the word went from my ears to my eyes let's try that again I said revelation knowledge will take the word from your ears to your eyes that means the eyes of your understanding will be what flooded with light that means you're going to see the same thing God saw so I saw myself made alive with Christ, raised up with him. Anybody want to know what I did? First thing I did is went, whoa, 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 that means I'm far above here. And then I looked down at the devil's way down there. Whoa. totally different perspective. I'm way up here. Whoa. And the first thing I did is I started going, <laughs> that means I'm not trying to get something. I'm already seated together with Christ in heavenly places. I've seen who I am now in Christ. Go ahead and just laugh for a minute. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. In Christ. So what does that mean in Christ? Now here's here's another little perspective for you. Are you ready? Let me give you another quick one. I'm going to come right back to the blood. Here's a perspective for you. Are you ready? In Christ, that means it. That means in the four Gospels, you see what happened to Christ, but in Paul's letters, you see what happened in Christ. Let's try that again. I said in the four Gospels, you see the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. You see what happened to Christ, but in Paul's letters, he tells you what happened in Christ. What happened in Christ is simply this. That means the four Gospels, you see the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, you can actually go to Israel today, and there will be a church of the Holy Sepulcher, and there will be priests swinging incense all over the place, and it's deader than a doornail. The Via Dolorosa, they can take you down the Via Dolorosa. Come on now. And you can go through the, the trail of suffering, but it's still deader than a doornail. In other words, you see what happened to Christ. But the key to the gospel is to see what happened in Christ. All right, let me try this out over here. I said, you, you can see what happened to Christ, but you've got to take it to the next level and see what happened in Christ. That means this. The four Gospels are a photograph of redemption, but the death and resurrection of Christ, Paul gives you an x-ray of redemption. Paul saw what God saw. Paul saw what the devil saw. Paul saw what happened in the Spirit. So the four Gospels are a photograph. The epistles are an x-ray. Same picture, different kind of picture. I said it's the same picture. It's a different kind of picture. Let's try that again. I said it's the same picture. It's just a different kind of picture. But it's still the same picture. But it's a different kind of picture. But it's still the same picture. Come on now. Matter of fact, if I saw an x-ray of you, I probably wouldn't even recognize you. Come on. Bring it up and say, all right, did you want to see an x-ray of me? I said, how do I don't know if that's you? I don't know if that's you. Come on. Matter of fact, if you go to the dentist and they take an x-ray of your teeth, Huh? Isn't that funny, you know? They, they put the machine up to your head, put the cardboard in your mouth, bite down, come on. Then they leave the room. You wonder why they're leaving the room. You should stay in here. If I have to stay in here, you're stay in here. Then they leave the room. Then when they go into the other room, flip the switch, come on now, they come out, pull the cardboard out, and then a few minutes later, they say, this is a picture of your teeth. Now, how do you know that's a picture of your teeth? How do you not know that they don't show everybody the same piece of film? You say, what happened? Come on now, that X-ray literally went through your cheek and your gums into your teeth and took a picture. Y'all still here? And you didn't feel nothing. You didn't lay there and go, woo, woo, woo. I always thought it'd be funny if you did that at least once. You know, maybe you could threaten him with a lawsuit. But I'm just saying, you know, you didn't feel nothing but power. Come on now, went into your jaw and took a picture. The Holy Spirit, come on, is taking a picture of what happened in Christ. Y'all still here? And so, that means that when you see what God has done in Christ, then you say, I was there. That's me right there. I died with him. I was buried with him. My old sinful self, the old man I used to be, was crucified and is dead and gone, and there I am now, made alive with him with the same life, same righteousness, same blessing, same authority. Listen, that strikes at the very root of your identity, And God is the master at changing identities. Hallelujah. Go ahead and laugh a minute. <laughs> You'll never reach your destiny without a change of identity. You could say it this way. Your mind never even begins to get renewed until you look into the death and resurrection of Christ and find yourself there. Praise the Lord. That means there ain't nothing left of what you used to be. Let's try that again. I said, there just ain't nothing left. Let's try that again. I said, there ain't nothing left. Old things have passed away. Everything's become new. That means there ain't nothing left. The only evidence anything left is between your ears. You're thinking, and the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, has the power, come on, to duplicate in your soul what has happened in your spirit. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and laugh for a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> your identification with Christ. Who you are in Christ, your confession and declaration of that, and then the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, He is the one that assists you in showing you. And He shows you. In other words, he wants to take the word from just your hearing to take it to your seeing. All right, now I'm going to try to wrap this up real quickly here. Now, listen close. So, Dad Hagen said that as a Christian, as a believer, that if you would take the Ephesians one prayer, take the Ephesians one prayer, and you would pray that, he said, every day for at least six months, every day. Now, here's the way he said it, because I was just a teenager. And he said, you'll have to be diligent. That means you can't pray it three days, skip two days, do two more days, skip three days. He said, every day for at least six months, and you pray the Ephesians 1 prayer. So, he said, pray that. So, I was just a teenager. Come on. So, I mean, I know the Bible stories. Don't tell me no Bible stories. I was raised Sunday school, raised in church. I know all the Bible stories, right? But I did not understand my identification with Christ. So he said, pray the prayer in Ephesians chapter 1. So I began to pray. You ready for this? I said, Father God, here's what I'm asking you. I was just 17 years old, wrote it down on a card, and I put the King James Version on one side, put the Amplified Version on the other side, pulled the card out at least twice a day. In the morning, evening, I pulled the card out. I said, Father God, what I'm asking you is that you would give unto me I'm asking you, Lord, that you would give unto me what you want, what you want from God. Come on now. What you want from God? I'm asking you that you would give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. That means I don't want to just know God. I want to know what God knows. Y'all still here? Yeah. Now, I want a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And notice Paul here is not praying for you to have more dedication. Because your dedication ain't your biggest problem. Your revelation is your biggest problem. Because when you have a breakthrough in revelation, whoo, your dedication, come on, imagine seeing what God saw. Imagine Paul saying that my revelation is not my revelation. Every believer can see the same thing that I saw and have the same thing I got. Hallelujah. Woo, come on, so you're praying, Father God. Yeah. Uh, Father God, come on, I don't just need this like to have it. I got to have it. Give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Your life will be a wreck if you stay an idiot. You will be the victim of every idiot in the whole neighborhood. I'm not sure if that was for someone on the CD or someone present. But, (laughs) come on now. My dad said, Ignorance is expensive. That means you become a victim. Everybody and the devil will take advantage of you. But once you know for yourself, Father God, I'm asking you. (laughs) I feel like slapping somebody right now. (laughs) And you're right up here on the front. You volunteering? (laughs) Just a little one like that. Now, <laughs> Father God, I'm asking you. Are y'all ready? Come on, the Bible is progressive revelation. That means your, your faith cannot go any further than your personal revelation knowledge. Your advance in the will of God cannot go any further than your personal revelation knowledge. You're not going to accidentally do the will of God. You'll like, say, Well, ain't that something? No. <laughs> You will do the will of God and receive the blessings of God absolutely on purpose. Father God, I'm asking you what? Give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. The Amplified says insight into mysteries and into the ways and purposes of God. The eyes of my understanding, eyes, everybody say my eyes, Come on, we're going to have trouble with your eyes. Come on, there's something messing with your eyes. That means your vision, the eyes of your understanding to be flooded with light. Bam, that means you're going to see something. Come on, I like to teach the Word and kind of watch people until they see something. They go, I see something. Come on, everybody's hearing something, but somebody will see something. The eyes of your heart flooded with light that you may know. For yourself personally, number one, the hope of his calling, and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. He ain't finished and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. He finished and put all faith under his feet, and gave him to be the head over (laughs) all To the church, which is his body, he ain't finished. The fullness of him that fills all in all. Now, you can hear that and go, now, that's interesting. But if you ever see it, you'll go, oh. You'll be like that guy. (laughs) That guy, a friend of mine, gave him a New Testament. (laughs) He he liked to smoke marijuana. So he gave him a New Testament. He said, I I like that New Testament because it's got that India paper in there. (laughs) You got that India paper, you know that. And so he said he had rolled his marijuana in the pages from the New Testament. He said, and I I smoked Matthew. He said, and I smoked Mark, and I I smoked Luke. He said, but but something happened in the middle of John while I was smoking John. He said, I got saved and surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. Come on, the spirit of wisdom, Revelation, you say, I was smoking Ephesians this afternoon. Come on, I, I inhale the glory and the presence of God while I was getting high. I always laugh because years ago, you know, we had a president in the United States that said, he smoked marijuana, but he did not inhale. now I don't know what that means he smoked marijuana but he did not inhale right come on so he must have been at a party they're passing a joint around you know and and everybody you know is smoking and then they gave it to our president (laughs) and he did not inhale he just took the marijuana and he just kind of you know sucked it into his mouth he held it in his mouth and went So that means you ain't getting the full benefit if you don't inhale. I thought, how many Christians come to church every week? Come on, you're passing around the gospel and some of them are going, praise the Lord. But they don't inhale, come on now, because if you ever receive the gospel and inhale, you go, Whoa. Yeah. Going to start seeing some things. In other words, the Holy Spirit, come on now, will breathe into you revelation knowledge. We call that mouth to mouth resuscitation. We breathe in the Word of God. Father God, I'm asking you to give me what? The Spirit of wisdom. Revelation. Listen, you can steal information, but only God unlocks revelation. You can steal information. You come around and go, well, that was an interesting sermon. <laughs> the revelation, God sees your heart. You're saying, Father God, I'm asking you to give unto me the spirit of wisdom, a revelation, a knowledge of God. Come on. And when you've been in church 70 years, 80 years, come on, you don't sit there like you've been sucking oats through a gas pipe. And you get mature like me. Now, listen there, camel breath. Listen. <laughs> You'll have the same fire at 70 that you had at 40, that you had at 20, because revelation continually unfolds and breaks through, and you see things you've never seen before. Come on. It's progressive revelation. Whoo. <laughs> 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 Dad Hagen said, the Word will work for you when you get thrilled with it. Uh, Come on. So that when you read Galatians 2.20, you don't just read and go, "Uh uh-huh, I've been knowing that a long time. No, you say, let's smoke it right now. You don't just read Ephesians 2, 4 through 6 and go, that's very interesting. No, you go, hold it. Father God. Come on. In other words, you know, someone likened it years ago to you walking through an international airport, maybe Singapore or somewhere, big airport, Dallas, wherever, some here, uh, you know, Sydney or wherever here in Brisbane. And somebody that works in the airport, they walk by gate after gate, you know, and terminal after terminal a b c one two three and they walk by gate after gate and it's amazing all the destinations you can just walk by i mean kind of kind of blow your mind you're just walking through the terminal and you could be india africa asia come on anywhere in the world just get on that flight it's going right there right now but if you only work in the airport (laughs) you see the destinations and you get familiar with them but you ain't been nowhere And sometimes we've been in church so long going, yes, I see that right there as a destination, salvation, and deliverance, and even prosperity. Ain't that a cool destination there? Listen, but the Holy Spirit, through revelation of the Word, will cause you to get on that flight, baby, and land in that place and experience everything Jesus purchased for you. So you say, Father God, I'm asking, give me spirit of wisdom and revelation. Now listen close. Now you go from the death and resurrection of Christ, the power that raised Christ from the dead, and here's what he says. He says, far above all principality and power. You ought to just read some of those other translations of that. Come on, just, just go, wow. whoa, It's amazing the authority that belongs to the believer from your identification with Christ it's amazing he says far above all principality power might dominion every name is named not on this world also it's come far above all principality power might mean every principality every influence that would try to control a nation a city a family he said, Jesus conquered all, and it says this, and he did all that for the church, which is his body. And it says this, that he might, he fills all things. All right, here's what other translation is. Jesus, who is Lord everywhere in every situation, that he actually now fills everything everywhere with himself that he has extended his dominion through the resurrection to where he fills everything, everywhere. The same one that fills the church is Lord of everything. That means you can't go nowhere that he ain't Lord. I said you can't go nowhere that he ain't Lord. You can't have any experience that he has not Lorded that experience. Mastered that. Jesus is Lord. I said, Jesus is Lord. Now, the full significance of that, you just say, yeah, I know Jesus is Lord. But I said, Jesus is Lord. Now, listen. That means in his conquest and triumph through death to pay the price to set us free. amen set us free Redeem means he purchased our freedom amen now you know years ago i had a pastor friend that gotten saved you know through reading a tract, built a big church and big ministry still today here's what he said he said when he was in college he actually worked uh, at a place where they raise chickens, you know, and they transport chickens. So he said that chickens would come in, you know, every few days on a big truck, and they would take all these chickens, transport them on a big truck, and they would put like five or six chickens in each cage. And so you got a bunch of cages, boxes, you know, and five or six chickens. And then they'd transport them two or 300 miles across the country. God forbid back in those days if you ever got behind a chicken truck. If you drive through Arkansas, man, there's chicken farms with thousands of chickens. Everything stinks. <laughs> they said it smells like money. Anyway, so they'd transport these chickens, you know, and his job was to take all the chicken <laughs> boxes, you know, and cages unload the truck and then open the cages and then dump the chickens out so he dumped the chickens out chickens just laying on the ground <laughs> they had been on a long ride <laughs> and then he would take a little knife and cut the strings off of their little feet you know and he said most of them would just lay there they're just like you ever notice that a chicken cannot look at you with both eyes at the same time? He? <laughs> yeah. So he said his favorite job was <clears throat> all the chickens laying there and they didn't realize that they had been released. They're free. And they're just laying there. So his favorite job he said, well, Let's go around and slap the chickens. <laughs> so he said, All the chickens are laying there. So he'd go around and he'd go, psh, 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 and then slapping the chickens. And the chickens would jump up and they'd go, Brah! and they'd start running all over the place. Now, I go to churches all the time and I see people laying there like this <laughs> Jesus. Help me, Jesus, (laughs) Jesus, someday, Lord i know snow someday. Come on now. And the Lord says, I'm just going to send a preacher just to slap you. In other words, slap the chicken. Jesus has already done everything he's going to do about your redemption, your deliverance, your salvation. Come on now. I said he paid it all. He's raised from the dead. He is Lord. He is alive. Come on now. And the power that raised him from the dead belongs to every believer. All right, let me finish with this here. I, I preach like a fat man caught in a barbed bar wire fence. It's a point here and a point there. You ever seen a fat man caught in a barbed bar wire fence? Well, he's got a point here and he got a point there. Well, Here's my last point. Four major views. Four major views. Are you ready? Ransom view. Jesus entered death to overthrow the devil, spoiled him, stripped him, dethroned him. Two, substitution satisfaction. That means everything he did, he did it for us, said to the credit of our account, now we are in him, in union with him, right? Third major view is called the blood covenant. All right, now we'll have to talk about this some other time. The blood covenant, (laughs) the blood, the blood. The same power that's in the events is in the blood. To have faith in the blood of Jesus is simply number one, to have accurate knowledge of what the blood of Jesus has done for you, and number two, to have an application of that through your confession and through your praise. Right? Everybody say the blood. My mama used to sling blood everywhere. You say, what? If you read Hebrews chapter 9, when they came to worship, they had sling blood everywhere. Actually, the the sprinkling of blood was the highest act of worship. That means if you wanted to worship God, you're going to have to have blood on you. So they put blood on you. Everybody got blood, 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 blood. Every time you came to worship, blood. Blood, blood. Come on now. Then they put blood on the book. That means every scripture has blood on it. Every promise has blood on it. Then they sprinkle all the instruments of worship. That means people are very blood conscious. Right? So the blood covenant. Now, in the blood covenant, (laughs) thank God for the blood. That the blood of Jesus has prevailed in three distinct places. Number one, Jesus in his resurrection took his blood into heaven itself. So that blood has forever changed heaven. By that blood you have access. You can go in 24-7, 365 through faith in the blood of Jesus. And when you come in, you come in through the blood. God examined the sacrifice, and Jesus, the Lamb of God, was the perfect sacrifice without blemish, without spot. Come on, he's the perfect sacrifice, no defect in him. And once the sacrifice was perfect, then God accepted the worshiper based on the condition of the sacrifice. So you're standing there through the blood just like you never did anything wrong. All right, that's one part. Second part of the blood is the blood has prevailed over hell. Come on, that you overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your confession. That means, you might, that means the devil may try to hang around, but if you just start confessing the power of the blood and if you'll start singing about the blood, depression will have to get out. Fear has have to get out. Just start singing about the blood. Come on, we know all the old blood songs. I like all the old blood, blood songs. You know, I, I see a crimson stream of blood flows from Calvary. Its waves, which reach the throne of God, are washing over me. The blood. Oh, there is a fountain filled with blood, drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. So the blood has prevailed. Over heaven and the blood has prevailed over hell. And number three, the blood has prevailed in the heart or in the conscience of the believer. Because even though heaven is open, if your heart has no confidence, then you will not enjoy the fellowship nor the blessings. So revelation concerning the blood of Jesus and the application of that blood Whoo, come on now, 10 years from now, you'll still be going, Woo! (laughs) Amen. Heaven reaches into your heart, to your conscience, removes the guilt and the stain of sin, gives you confidence towards God, full assurance of faith in the blood, access, draw near the presence of God. Now, recently in west africa we go to nigeria often west africa the ebola virus an incurable virus literally brought fear to every nation even the ebola virus in the united states i'm talking about people in every city in every village come on every town they're wondering what what? That Ebola, you know, they, they don't even want anybody to touch anybody. It says is your nose running? I mean, uh, you sneeze? In other words, they, they're afraid of the Ebola virus. Actually, Trent and I were in Nigeria, and when we came home, we had some people say, you just came from Nigeria? Stand right over there. <laughs> I gave him a hug. No, so <laughs> they're so afraid of the Ebola virus. So thousands of people died, terrible death. And so, all of the the best medical people in many countries went to West Africa. Well, the part I know about is two American doctors that went. One of them got the Ebola virus. When he got the Ebola virus, incurable. So, they had to quarantine him, bring him back to the States. And when they got him back, they said, we have an experimental drug that is very expensive, and there's not much of it. So, we'll just simply Try to get it to work for you. We'll put it in you. So they injected him with the drug, and he overcame the Ebola virus. Wow, they're going, wow, that worked. Well, there's not enough of it. You can't just start shipping it out. It's very expensive trying to produce this drug. So another American doctor came down with the Ebola virus. And so what they did is they simply said, we're going to take the blood of the doctor that overcame the Ebola virus And they put that blood in the other doctor that had the Ebola virus. And he was cured. Because the first doctor's blood had built up the antibodies, had become immune. So when they injected this guy's blood into this guy, You know what an antibody is? You just look up a little definition. His blood built up the antibodies to the Ebola virus. That makes his blood very precious. Antibodies are simply memory cells that know how they have already overcome that disease. Inject them into this guy's blood, and those memory cells carry the antibodies. And they know how to whoop it. (laughs) Listen, the blood of Jesus carries the antibodies to all human conditions. That Jesus' blood has the memory cells. Of everything he went through in our behalf. Even the Garden of Gethsemane, where the blood of Jesus now carries sanctifying power. So that the blood of Jesus literally carries the antibodies to selfishness. So that you, through the power of the blood, can say, not my will, but your will be done. And no matter what kind of temptation you're facing, the blood carries the memory of how Jesus overcame that temptation. So when you say, I plead the blood, That blood has cleansing power, healing power, sanctifying power, access power. Hallelujah. Mm. So God said, I'm just going to take the blood of Jesus, put it on the inside of every believer. And just like your blood circulates through your body every 23 seconds. Come on, the blood of Jesus circulates through the body of Christ. So you're not just cleansed once, there's a continual flow of that blood. Come on, and that blood, come on, as. Carrying out the garbage of all your attitudes and all the things that have come against you. And that blood is carrying the oxygen and the nutrients you need and life that's in that blood It's flowing right now. When you dare to plead the blood, have faith in the blood, the blood of Jesus carries the death, burial, and resurrection. The reason there's power in the blood is because his blood came through death. That blood carried him right into heaven itself. Woo! Go ahead and laugh at the devil just a minute. (laughs) Through the blood... That means your revelation and your faith connected to your revelation means that when you have accurate knowledge, when you talk about the blood, you're saying, I see a crimson stream of blood. So my mama's slinging blood everywhere. I wouldn't even be here today if it were not for my mama constantly saying, I plead the blood, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus that even though there's a mystery element in that blood, its power remains beyond your comprehension. That means you are, I think I know something about that, but I believe this is doing a lot more than I know about it. That means there's such redeeming power in the blood. what the devil meant for your destruction this blood come on now has been through death itself every situation and there's the triumph of Christ in the blood there's victory in the blood there's power in the blood and the moment you have faith in that blood listen Reinhard Bonnke said I see a blood washed Africa a whole continent what would happen if today we as a believers and as a church started lifting our voice I see a blood washed Australia devil no weapon will form will work in this nation all oh, the blood is over Australia Australia, come on! The church has a voice of authority beyond every principality and power. Come on, we take our place seated with Christ. The blood. Whoo! If you could see a blood-washed Africa that I read Sunday morning, that actually evangelicals say by the year 2050, the whole continent of Africa will be Christian. Come on, it's a glorious church. It's a triumphant church. It's a mighty army moving church. Woo! I call Islam waslam. Because the reason the terrorists are running scared is because there's a born-again, blood-washed, spirit-filled church, come on now, that knows your authority. Come on now. And the church, come on, is being raised up in this hour. And you'll plant churches in city after city. Come on now. in town after town. These are not weak churches, but there's revelation knowledge of the resurrected Christ and believers being raised up I feel like slapping somebody. (laughs) The ecclesia of the church said, William Barclay said, that word means to all intents and purposes, its powers are unlimited. That means when you say I'm going to church, you're saying, we are going to take care of some business here. That means the devil will no longer have authority he will no longer rule come on in my city my town my neighborhood Jesus is Lord every place in every situation Jesus is Lord whoo hallelujah your confession of your new identity in Christ is what produces the reality your identification. Listen, if you ain't carrying no identification, you ain't going very far. But the moment you get revelation, you say, I'm carrying some identification on me. They say, who do you think you are? You say, how much time do you have? Because I, I think I'm something now because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. ha. See a blood washed, blood washed, hallelujah, family, blood washed city, blood washed. That somebody lift their voice, declare the power of the blood of Jesus. That means, Wigglesworth said, there's not one thing in me the blood cannot cleanse. There's not one place in you that the devil can damage that the blood can't reach. Come on, if the blood has reached it, you don't let nobody remind you of your past identity. You ain't who your genetics say you are. You are not who your experiences say you are. You are not who your environment says you are. You are who God says you are. You are the workmanship of God. Created in Christ Jesus. Go ahead and laugh a few minutes. Well, stand on your feet and holler, Hallelujah! Come on, holler, Hallelujah! Woo! Hallelujah! Ha ha! Ha 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 ha! Lift your hands up. Father God, we thank you for the precious blood that we will not be silent about the blood. There's redeeming power, cleansing power, healing power, blessing power in the blood, the precious blood of Jesus. We are redeemed by the blood. We are free that we'll no longer be bound by any of the works of the devil. We are redeemed. We're redeemed from dead tradition and dead religion. We are redeemed into a living fellowship with God. Come on, God walks with you. He lives in you. The Holy Ghost lives in you because of who you are. You are in Christ. Come on, your confession of your identification with Christ. Father God, come on now, just lift your voice. Father God, I'm asking you to give unto me. Come on, you say unto me, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. The eyes of my understanding, whoo, flooded with light that I may know that I can see revelation of the word Oh, that I may know Christ in the power of his resurrection. Fellowship of his suffering. Conformed unto his death. Woo, I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Come on, I sling blood everywhere. It has sanctifying power. Cleanses you. Oh, the blood of Jesus. The blood, the blood, the blood washes. Woo, cleanses. Redeemed. Woo, nothing left of what you used to be. Redeemed. How redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Redeemed by the blood. Woo. Redeemed. Come on, now you have boldness. Just go right on in. Come on, go right on in. Draw near. Press in. I have boldness to go into the holiest By the blood, I cry, Abba, Father. Oh, my Father, God, because of the blood. Woo. Oh, you're my Father. I'm your child. I belong to your family. Ha, ha, ha. Woo. Go ahead and laugh a few minutes. Ha, 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 ha. Woo. Glory to God. Come on, look at somebody and say, you ain't seen nothing yet, man. I'm telling you, you ain't seen nothing yet. There is a breakthrough coming. Come on in the revelation of the Word of God. Ha, ha, ha. Now, some of you, the devil, has been harassing your mind, and you say, tonight, by the power of the blood of Jesus, I'm not going to lay around anymore. Come on, this chicken is running. This chicken is getting up. This chicken, come on now. God's got a plan for my life. Come on, I'm not going to lay around. I'm getting up. I have authority as a believer. Come on, demons are going to have to move back. Hallelujah. And I'm going to possess what he has for me. Amen. You're here tonight. The devil been harassing you. I want you just to come up here right now. I'm going to lay hands upon you. In the name of Jesus, apply the blood. Whatever air the devil's harassing you, your mind, your thoughts, in any air. If you'll come up here right now, I'll lay hands on you in the name of Jesus. There'll be an application of the blood. God will give you boldness by the blood. Come on, the blood is carrying the antibodies to whatever condition is harassing you. I said the blood is carrying the antibodies. I said it's carrying the memory. It's carrying sanctifying power, cleansing you, redeeming you, A bold confession of faith. I'm redeemed by the blood. Come on, no matter how you feel, I'm redeemed by the blood. I'm washed in the blood. I'm cleansed by the blood. By his own blood, the Lord Jesus has sanctified me. The blood of Jesus purges me from every defilement of the enemy. The blood of Jesus prevents deception. I said the blood of Jesus prevents deception and aborts every attempt of the enemy to deceive you. The blood of Jesus, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, God is working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Woo! thank you, Lord, for the blood. I see a crimson stream of blood flows from Calvary, reaches into your soul and into your heart removes a stain in the guilt of sin. All the blood restores a righteousness consciousness, a confidence through faith in his blood. All the blood. Come on, when the devil brings memories of your past, he's the accuser. You say, Satan, I resist you by the blood of the lamb. By the blood of the lamb, Satan, I command you to stop your maneuvers against me. By the blood of the lamb, that I have peace in my heart and peace in my mind by the blood of Jesus, washed in the blood. Ha, ha. Come on now, see yourself coming right into the holiest. And you're standing there through the blood of his cross, unblameable. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. There before him, unreprovable in his sight. Thank you, Father. Father. For the blood. Now draw near. I draw near, Lord. Cleanse by the blood. In Jesus' name. Now when I lay hands upon you that are up here, I'm simply going to say one thing. By the power of the Holy Spirit. For there to be a breakthrough in revelation. The spirit of wisdom in revelation. When I lay hands upon you, that's all I'm going to say. That by the power of the blood of Jesus, that you will rise up and take your place in Christ. With a bold confession of who you are in Christ. That Satan's dominion over you is broken. You take your place in Christ. Thank you, Father, for the blood. Thank you, Lord, for fresh revelation, fresh application that we'll live in the light and the consciousness of all that Jesus has done for us, all that he is doing for us right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank him until I get to you. When I lay hands upon you, receive the anointing. I'll just start here and go that away and I'll come back. In the name of Jesus. Are you ready? Watch me. me. Spirit of wisdom, revelation. The eyes. There you go. (laughs) The anointing. Destroys every yoke. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because of the blood, because of the blood of God. Ooh. Glory to God. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. Oh, thank you, Lord. The eyes, the eyes of our understanding. There you go right there. In the name of Jesus. Ha, ha. Ah, the anointing of the Holy Ghost that we know we will see We'll see and we'll know. We'll live in the light of our redemption by the blood of Jesus. Woo. There you go. There you go. There's the anointing right there. Just, just like you take a drink of water, you receive that anointing. In the name of Jesus. There you go. Ha, ha, ha. Because of the blood. Spirit of wisdom. In the name. In the name of Jesus. Because of the blood. Hmm. Because of the blood. Because of the blood, the name of Jesus. Because of the blood, the spirit of wisdom. Because of the blood, in the name of Jesus. Because of the blood, the spirit of wisdom. Thank you, Jesus. Just help her. All oh, the blood. All oh, the blood. Thank you, Jesus. Everything you did, Lord, you did it for us. Set to the credit of our account. All oh, oh, your great love for us, your blood precious blood cleanses. Jesus. There you go. Precious blood of Jesus. All the blood. All the blood of Jesus. All the blood. All the blood of Jesus. All the blood. The blood oh, cleanses oh, and redeems. Oh, All your great love for us, Jesus. Your blood. Your blood. Your blood. Uh, It opens heaven. Opens our heart. All the blood. The spirit of wisdom. Revelation. The eyes. The eyes. The blood of Jesus. All the blood. All the blood. Take our place in Christ. All the blood of Jesus. All the blood of Jesus, all oh, the blood, all the blood, all the blood carries <laughs> my freedom, my redemption. I have faith in his blood. I have faith in his blood. I have confidence. Glory to God. The eyes of your understanding. Spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. To carry, not just for ourselves, but to carry, to carry the spirit of wisdom and revelation. For those who are oppressed, those who are held captive, that we carry, carry the revelation of the gospel of Christ. Woo. There you go, brother. Solomon Separabasan in the name of Jesus there you go in the name of Jesus all oh, the spirit of wisdom revelation and the knowledge of God thank you Lord Jesus for all that you have done we see we'll know we'll live in the light of our freedom our cleansing our redemption Fresh revelation, the eyes, the eyes of our heart flooded with life, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. (laughs) From your word, oh, the precious blood. Oh, thank you, Lord. That blood is applied. That God is on our side, for the blood has been applied. <laughs> Every Father, we thank you, Father. The glory, glory our, in the name of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Your spirit, your soul, and your body. God's property. You belong to Jesus. Washed in his blood, freedom through his blood. Oh, such freedom, peace, and joy. The blessing of the Lord because of the blood of Jesus. There you go. Oh, lift your hands and worship the Lord. Right now that blood is applied. Right now that blood is applied. Right now that blood is applied. Right now that blood is applied right now, that blood is applied. Right now, that blood is applied. Right now, that blood is applied. Right now, right now, in the name of Jesus. Right now, because of the blood, the precious blood. The blood, the precious blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Woo! the blood of Jesus. All oh, the, oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord, ah, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Oh, we're covered and cleansed by the blood. Ha, 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 ha. Satan, you take your hands off of God's property. Jesus purchased our freedom with his blood. Praise Hallelujah. God. With his blood, he purchased our freedom with his blood. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha. Our eyes, eyes. we will see. We'll know. We'll see. We'll know. We'll act on the Word. Oh, we'll declare who we are in Christ. Declare who we are in Christ. Because of the blood of Jesus. (laughs) Oh, the freedom that is ours. (laughs) By the blood. Oh, the divine covering and protection of the blood of Jesus. Oh, that where the blood flows, the Holy Spirit goes. And all the blood cleanses and redeems. By that blood, we have perfect fellowship with God by the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. (laughs) Ah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. His blood alone has done everything. His blood alone has done everything. Ah, we thank you for that blood, for the spirit of wisdom, revelation, the knowledge of God. Blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. ha. <laughs> we have confidence. We have confidence in that blood. We have confidence. All oh, the blood. There you go. <laughs> Spirit of wisdom, the blood of Jesus in your mind, in your heart. <laughs> the blood reaches every part. The blood reaches every part. There's no part that can stay bound because the blood reaches every part by the blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. The blood where faith and our confidence is in his blood. Thank you, Lord. Oh, the blood. <laughs> the blood silences every voice of condemnation. The blood cleanses and redeems. We have confidence. Ha ah, ah, ha. Ah. I see. I see. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, not somebody else, but I personally see the power of that blood, Sotovorek, the blood of Jesus, so that I'm free. I'm not just barely free, I'm hundred percent free. I'm hundred percent free. I'm hundred percent free. I'm my spirit, my soul, my mind, my body. I'm purchased and bought. By the blood, Jesus set me free. Woo! I honor the blood by boldly confessing that it redeems me. <laughs> the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. <laughs> Come on, lift your hands and thank God. Lift your hands and thank the Lord. I see a crimson stream of blood. I see a crimson stream of blood. All oh, the blood of Jesus. All oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Because of the blood, the precious blood of Jesus, the blood of his cross, the blood of his cross, what happened on the cross, that the blood of Jesus is God's liquid love, flows from the heart of God and reaches into our hearts where we have been broken by life and the blood of Jesus reaches into our souls. Oh, the very fabric of our personality. The blood reaches and redeems and sets us free. Oh, the blood gives us authority over every devil, every accusation, every condemnation. The blood stops every torment of the devil. Satan, I command you to stop your maneuvers and operations in the name of Jesus because of the blood. So we'll sing about his blood. We have faith in his blood. We have confidence in his blood. And by that blood, we are restored to fellowship with Father God. Oh God, you're our very own Father. We have peace in our heart, peace in our mind because of the blood. Mm -hmm. Ha ha ha, the blood. Ah, the blood, the blood. Come on in the morning, in the nighttime. The blood every day. The blood alone, precious blood. We'll not be silent about it. We'll not be quiet about it. We lift our voice. We have authority. We'll not be a victim of the devil. By the blood of Jesus, he purchased our freedom by his blood. Oh, thank you, Lord. Father God, we ask you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. Woo. The blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood. Oh, the blood of Jesus. <laughs> that we're free. Ah, uh, We are free. We are free. We're not going to be free. We are free now by the blood. Right now. Huh? So we're free from the past. We're free at last. We're free by the blood of Jesus. We're 100% free. Woo! By the blood of Jesus. <laughs> thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Woo, thank him. Glory to God. Thank him. Come on, lift your hands and lift your voice. Thank you Jesus. It is done. Woo! Ha ha ha. By the blood for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. Ha, ha, ha. Woo, I receive. I believe and I receive. Woo, glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for the blood. I apply that blood. I apply that blood. I'll enjoy life. I'll enjoy the blessings of the Lord. I'll be full of peace and full of joy. I'm redeemed by the blood. Thank you, Father God, for the spirit of wisdom, revelation, ha, 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 in the knowledge of God. I see, I know, I see, I see, I know for myself. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the spirit of wisdom, revelation, the knowledge of God. We'll walk, live. In the light, we'll see, we'll know. Glory. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lift your hands up. Thank you, Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Every 23 seconds, come on, the blood is cleansing and washing. Ha, ha. Woo, thank you, Father. Come on now, just boldly say, thank you, Father. Come on, I expect your best blessing. Because of the blood of Jesus. Ah, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Whoo, I'm covered by the blood. I'm cleansed by the blood. I have boldness because of the blood. Ah, everybody say this. God is on my side. For the blood has been applied. Every need shall be supplied. Nothing shall be denied. So I enter into rest. I know I am blessed. I have passed the test. I will get God's best. The blood of Jesus cleanses me, sanctifies me, makes me righteous, gives me boldness. The love of God is revealed through the blood of his cross. Ha, ha, ha. Now just laugh at the devil. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Wow, that means I'm not trying to get it. Jesus got it for me. Come on, I have a bold confession of faith in his blood. Ha, ha, ha. Woo. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I came to church. Come on, when you get home, you say, I'm slinging blood everywhere with your faith come on you lift your voice and say my family covered by the blood my children come on in this house come on there'll be peace in this house there'll be joy in this house the presence of God the cause of the blood <laughs> hallelujah give the Lord a shout praise the Lord I'm gonna sit down Woo! God bless you." lives. If you have a story that you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at churchatrayma.org.au If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week please visit our website at